I'm Vice President of Zeta Logistics. Um, we manufacture the racks and the packaging for Tier 1 automotive suppliers, and these packaging, these wraps um, are built to go between um, their assembly lines and the manufactured lines. So our challenge in the automotive industry is much like everyone else's, is how do we package our product and get it to our end user in a fashion that has the least amount of effect on the environment, but at the same time has the most universal ability for our customers. So in this case, what we've done is we kind of looked at a four-point uh, product. We are looking at a sustainable rack, making it as efficient as possible, and with as much innovation as possible. The biggest challenge we have is that every project with these car manufacturers is different. The, there's six different bumpers, there's six different glasses, there's six different dashboards. How do we make six different racks in this world? So what we have to do is come up with a standardized way of building a rack that will fit both of the front windows, the rear windows, and possibly even the uh, side, uh, rear side windows. How do we do that? Do we, um, the processes, when it gets into the manufacturer, what are they gonna do with the rack? Is it gonna have to be offloaded? Is it gonna have to be moved 15 times? Can it be moved one time straight into the line side? From the manufacturing point of view, what are we doing as a manufacturer to reduce the environmental impact on manufacturing these racks? We'll talk a little bit about that and what our company has um, successfully uh, integrated into our process and how that perhaps is making it a little cleaner, a little more green for our customers as well. First thing that we've done is we've tried to make these racks modular. Now I just told you that every rack is custom, so how could they be modular and custom at the same time? So one of the things that we, we've used is uh, we're using, instead of welding, we're looking at using a mortise and tenon type construction. So we're taking the weldment out of some of the processes. We're using this mortise and tenon to build the racks. What does that give us? It gives us an opportunity to replace parts. It gives the customer a chance to reconfigure the same exact rack into different configurations. It creates a universality, if you will, with these racks so that maybe they can take the, um, you know, in the case of, uh, just think of your favorite car, your series, maybe a three series, a two series, and a four series front bumper could all go in the same rack. The rack gets into the facility where it's separated for the different lines. Hopefully using one of our whip racks to take it to that part of the assembly. Another thing we've done very successfully is look at alternative materials. A lot of these racks have plastics. These plastics, many of them are petroleum-based. What can we do to find different materials, different plastics that are reducing this carbon footprint in the petroleum world, things that are more biodegradable? Um, using a lot of plant-based products, uh, look like plastic, feel like plastic, they have the same wear, but they're actually plant-based. If we look at the um, environmentally ways to, uh, environmentally friendly ways of treating so how can we use just a standard piece of, um, of plastic and treat it with a coating that is more environmentally based, lower the footprint on the coating, 
effectively doing the same thing as the petroleum product inside the plastic would do anyway in terms of wear and the ability to um, safely transport the product. I'm speaking a lot here in glass as well because that's where you'll see a lot of that petroleum-based plastic that's used to um, kind of be a buffer in that shipping process without marring the product. I spoke a moment ago about our weldment process or our lack of weldment. I think this is one of the things that really separates us from anyone else is the ability to use a locking, it's a, it's a pin if you will, so if you can imagine a, a pin, it goes into a system, it has a quarter turn. Anybody's ever built an IKEA um, a product, you got that cam in there and you kind of turn the cam a quarter a turn or a half a turn. That's where we're going with this, um, with this construction. What does that do? Well, when that product gets bent in shipment, when that rack is um, damaged, instead of throwing away the entire rack, throwing it in a scrap pile, we can take one arm off of that rack and replace it very simply, sending it to the customer. Doesn't even require it to be returned back to us. Um, if you've ever been by these factories or any factory and you can look in the backyard and it's just thousands of metal racks stacked up gaining rust, most of those typically are either obsolete or damaged. And so if we can reduce that obsolescence by making these racks more universal, reducing that footprint, giving these, um, this reusable packaging a chance to truly be reused by using some of these new green manufacturing processes. Interestingly enough, I was speaking with our um, chief engineer and he was explaining to me that actually that mortise and tenon increases the strength and stability of the rack. The weldment has a, um, just by its very character, will have give and will eventually flex and change the um, preciseness and the tolerance of the rack. The mortise and tenon will actually strengthen that and is designed to move but to actually return back to its original shape. And then it, the ease of assembly gives us this opportunity to have anyone do this. So as opposed to the customer having to send it back, they could actually fix it themselves. By the way, I'm talking about processes. I'm not just specifically giving a, a sales pitch. I'm just showing how we can use in the industry-wide, how we can use different processes perhaps to, to lower this footprint. We've begun using artificial intelligence in a, a number of different ways. The first way is using sensors to actually take many different samples of the product as it's being manufactured. So if you can imagine, and, and, I, and I love that we got a typo up there, we're gonna improve CNN. Um, I wish I did improve CNN, but I'm supposed to say improve CNC. <laughs> um, you, um, the CNC cutting, I'll get to that in a moment, but these sensors work in a fashion where they take multiple, many, many, multiple random samples of the product, and over time, they, they can begin reducing, okay, we're welding over here a six-inch weld. We can get the same stability out of a two-inch weld. You're welding it here. If you move it six inches to the right, you can reduce that weldment altogether. You don't even have to have a weldment. These sensors are giving us that sample size so where we can come back and start analyzing these samples, start analyzing the results of the processes that we're improving and thereby coming up with more environmentally, I guess because the weldment process creates fumes, it creates waste, it creates um, just, I 
can't even think of the word I'm, I'm looking for. We use the word slag that gets on the ground, and that's harmful to not only people that are smelling it because of the fumes, that's why you have to work in a ventilated area, but it's going to go somewhere, we're going to scrape it up off the floor, it's going to get thrown away, it can't be reused, so it's just simply waste. And all of these are ways that we're working in an industry-wide to reduce that, that carbon footprint there as well. So kind of in the end, what's next? Well, we're looking at intelligence built into the racks. That's the number one thing. How can we take that rack and make it smarter? Just like we've made our watch or our phone or anything in our life um, smarter. If I can make that rack smarter, if I can somehow reduce or increase the knowledge to my customer on their logistics and their supply chain and reduce how many times that rack has to be touched, how many times it has to go into a carbon burning truck or vehicle, then I'm taking that footprint and shrinking it every single time and making this package more sustainable. We're doing that by putting RFDs, different computer chips. These things are giving real-time data back into the logistical supply chain of these customers. They can make decisions within the flow of the, uh, of the uh, supply chain right at the time that, uh, of movement, thereby reducing these footprint, this footprint yet again. We have time to fa um, react faster to our changes. One of the things in the automotive industry that is so challenging is they'll start a project and that project will start as a car with X number of parts and assemblages. Well, what happens that next year with that car? That front end gets redone, that side panel looks a little bit different, they take the sheet metal across the rear and it changes slightly. Now, all 40,000 of that, um, those reusable racks from last year are not reusable anymore. If I can get, a, if I can get into my rack built in the knowledge of what we're going, what that rack needs to look like. Perhaps I don't have to redo the entire rack because of its modular design. What if I only have to redo three of the arms instead of all of the arms? These um, these built-in knowledge uh, uh, collectors of knowledge, these chips, they give us that opportunity. Gives the customer the opportunity as well to see where that rack is uh, is storing the product where we possibly could change the design to increase that storage, reduce that storage. Real-time logistical measurement tools, as I just said, to give the customer more information, reducing truck traffic, making that more sustainable, and then they can anticipate things um, that we haven't even thought about. Uh, perhaps the, uh, the opportunity for something to collect data that says, you know what, you, you might could put two of these in this one rack. You might could put four parts together, but it's something that we haven't even thought about. Now, all of a sudden, we have it collected real time with our chips. We can go back and again analyze that sample size. I appreciate the opportunity to come. I know that was short, but it gives us an opportunity to kind of glimpse into the automotive industry, see some of the things that we were putting in effect as an organization, things that I'm seeing industry-wide as an industry to help sustain this packaging, reuse it, like I said, reduce that footprint, give it a more um, uh, greener approach to manufacturing. Do you all have any questions?